0: and we are there So welcome to cross-platform podcast where we discuss how to solve productivity problems across platforms i'm augusto pinot
1: and i'm mark elwix
0: and today we're talking about 2022 <sighs> i have here my crystal ball and i'm ready to make some are, are the
1: batteries charged did did you plug it into uh, the usb charger so okay
0: no because he said you know it's a usb it's a micro USB so I never know which
1: side oh okay yeah it's, all right you got to get the right side face it up yeah I swear they did that to us on purpose I I swear they did that to us on
0: purpose. I don't understand how a USB-C ever passed as a standard you know that you can put it either way and it works I it just boggles way.
1: my mind I plug stuff in it's like guess what it plugged it in I can plug it into other things it's amazing so yeah I, I I'm all for that as a standard, but yeah, 2022, we made it through just about made it through 2021. And I'm going to say just about because Lord only knows with the way the past couple of years have gone, what's going to happen next. But I have been thinking a lot about what's coming next. Where are we mentally as a culture, as a society, as individuals, specifically around work? And what work means, and what productivity means. I mean we talked about it on productivity cast when we did the episode, which I don't think is even out yet. Uh, we started talking about terminology
0: and yeah, digging even, into you
1: know what what the heck you know productivity even means. And this entire thought process has really stemmed around what 20, 22 is going to entail and we were talking about it a little bit in the pre-show i think 2022 for better or worse is going to be the year of no and let me explain i think this is the year that people start saying no i won't work 80 hours a week no i won't take on your work for you just because you asked me No, I won't work for a pittance of a wage just because, Uh, no, I will not interrupt my family time to take that unnecessary staff meeting call just because somebody decided it was a thing they wanted to do. I think it's going to be, and hopefully it will be a year of people taking control back over their lives, over their workplaces, over their work and their profession and their careers and starting to say, this is what this is what this means to me. I don't have to do things just because I feel obligated. Whether that's realistic or not. I mean, we we kind of kicked around the fact that the odds of that happening are pretty much the same as flying cars and jetpacks. And we haven't got those yet. So I think... Yeah, we may see businesses, we may see corporations, we may see entities who say, No, we want it the way it was, and you will do it the way it was. And that fight may continue. I mean, that fight's gone on all this year. But looking at 2022 from a productivity standpoint, from the tools perspective, I no, don't and know if
0: we are going to see now. Um, I think we're going to see the next stage of remote work. Okay. I mean, we, and I said on 2020, when the pandemic started, I said one of the issues I see is that it's 30% of the people who, you know, will, will discover that they love working remotely. Mm-hmm. 30% of the people will not care one way or the other. And 30% of the people will die to get back to the past. Mm-hmm. And I think I was wrong into that one because yes, probably 30, 40% will discover that they like it. But I think the last group, the people dying to go back, that group is a lot smaller than 30%. And it's actually in two groups. It's the people who want others to go. Yes. Okay. Not them. Okay. It's the people who are on certain levels of the organizations who want the people to go to the office, but they will continue working remotely. Mm-hmm. And we have seen a lot of that. And you have the other people who, you know, you thought or for a long time during this process they wanted to come back. And now that they're coming back is a soon to be a reality, they are like, eh, no,
1: mm-hmm. I don't want
0: now to come back. So it's been really interesting and i think organizations are going to have an issue with people on the coming back on the tools you know our systems in most organizations are not designed to work remotely two years after we are still
1: no you're right You're right. You know. But but and see, and this is where I, I kind of get bent out of shape about it for a little bit. Because in many cases, there's no reason why they couldn't be. There's no reason why. The tools are there. We talk about them all the time. The collaborative tools, the the cloud-based tools, the solutions and the technology is there to make this happen. It's not something where it's new territory like it was in 2018 where all of a sudden somebody, you know, everybody had to start to, you know, you hit 2019 with this ball rolling. Everybody had to figure out at the last second, oh, how do we do this in in mass? We know how to do it in mass. We've been doing it in mass. And honestly, we knew how to do it before. We had just never actually done it because, going back to some of your other points, in many cases, it's, You're not working unless I can see you. My kingdom, my fiefdom is defined by the serfs that I have scurrying around from cube to cube. Well, I don't buy that anymore. I don't buy that excuse. I have a hard time getting, getting someone to cohesively tell me why you absolutely have to be in the office. And that's, that's the stance I take. Now I granted. There are times that people getting together, there's a benefit for. And if that benefit will be derived, then yeah, it makes perfect sense.
0: Yes. Let's get together.
1: But why would I waste an hour and a half every day commuting just at unpaid time? That's the other thing. I mean, think about it this way from a pure productivity standpoint. If you had a 45-minute commute, you literally picked up an hour and a half every day. Can you imagine if before all this silliness started, somebody wrote a book that said, hey, get an hour and a half back every day. They'd be running seminars. They'd be making bank. Why? Because they'd have this magical life hack that would get everybody an hour and a half of productive time back every day. You know what that turned out to be? Not schlep into the office. That's what it came down to be. It came down to restoring control to people of their time. And that's why I think it's it's the no more nonsense that has to come into play. Are we going to see leaders and business owners take advantage of that? I hope so. I hope we see them diversify their workforces and spread out geographically and take advantage of the fact that you now have an entire world of people that you can draw on rather than just the ones that happen to live within 45 minutes of your physical office that you chose. From a productivity standpoint, this is to me, this can be or could be a watershed event if we recognize that there are tools and systems and we like i said we talk about them all the time that you can get more quality work done and do less but until we get people to start to recognize and acknowledge and accept and vocalize the fact that doing less is a good thing
0: it's not we're going to
1: happen. G- we're still going to be doing the same nonsense we were before.
0: Yeah, until until we get there, it's not going to happen.
1: I just I here's a here's a little personal, you know, here's my soapbox. This concept of fifteen minute stand up meetings. We've seen them in organizations, we've seen them, you know, they're they're part of methodologies. They're part of the agile project management methodology. The idea always was that if you get everybody together, 15 minutes, everybody stands up, goes through the things that are challenging them, what they're going to do. Everybody's on course. Everybody's on the right direction. So how did that translate to the virtual space, to the remote space? A video call of everybody sitting there for 15 minutes doing the exact same thing, which is completely pointless. Mm -hmm. You've got a chat system. If I got a problem, I'm going to post it in chat. I can post it whenever we don't even have to stand up at the same time. But yet that recognition isn't made that, that willingness to innovate within the productivity space doesn't seem to want to happen. And I cannot figure out why, but I think that 2022 may be that year where we start to see this have to take hold we're not getting this mass return to the way it was. So it can only be the way it will be. Boy, that sounded deep. <laughs> I oh. don't know where that came from.
0: The other thing that I see that is going to be a problem is there are going to be many roles that are, there is going to be a lot of people trying to do more than one job. And it's I think not they're going to have to. Well, there is a lot of people trying with these remote works to ha- handle more than one job. And as much as I wish to tell you everybody should or everybody can, not everybody can and not everybody should. And it is going to be a challenge to organizations to figure it out, how to make people not to do this.
1: How well, and to this increase
0: is... the quality of the service and retention.
1: To me, this is, this is that perfect storm situation. You have a situation where you have in many organizations, fewer people. You have the old defined same jobs and the workload that they were doing now with a smaller pool of resources to draw on. Mm-hmm. So you have really only a few options. I mean, if I'm sitting down across from a team and they say, this is our situation, my reaction is very simple okay you can either do the same amount better and more efficiently or you can do less with the same people or you can do the same amount with more people well apparently the third one's not an option right can't get more people so now you have a choice you can either optimize and streamline and find ways to do the right work at the right times or you can do less you can do what's necessary and eliminate the fluff and the filler and the you know machinations that make things look like their work but really aren't you know get rid of the tps reports get rid of the things that nobody looks at or cares about that people spend you know a week generating a slide deck for management review when they can just as likely go look at a report That's the kind of thing that I think has to happen. I think we're at that stage where it's going to compel it because that, that small group of people who are left behind, they're not going to be able to do this forever. They can't do the job of three people forever because they're certainly not getting paid for three people.
0: Nope.
1: And not only that we are, we are
0: right now, And I get it, that can change and will change. But right now we are on a job market where there are more jobs than people looking for them. So if you try to continue people doing that, they will leave your organization.
1: Well, and I think also and this is something that I've seen a lot of social media posts about, and I like the thought process of doing it during an interview. Asking someone, you know, if you are the interviewee and you're going back and forth with the interviewer and they ask you if you have any questions, a question that I had never heard asked before, but now it makes perfect sense is why is this position vacant? Nobody ever asked that. Nobody ever asks, why isn't somebody doing this job? Now, often the answer is, hey, somebody was and they're not doing it anymore. Oh, okay, why'd they leave? What What has compelled this to be a new thing or an open thing? Asking the employer, why should I work here? Never ask that, because it's never been that situation. We've always considered it an honor and a blessing to, oh, oh, thank you for blessing me with the opportunity to have this interview as individuals that is the
0: question that is coming more and more in interviews tell yeah. me what i should work with you
1: yeah what because i think we're starting to recognize and this is something we talk about with productivity all the time knowing our value it's hard that's one of the hardest things i think that people have that people struggle with is knowing their own value and i'm not talking just you know dollars per hour I mean we we all know that the last thing you want to do is constantly exchange hours for dollars because you only have so many hours so that gives you a cap as to what you can do but just that thought process of what I do what I'm capable of doing has value it has marketable value rather than feeling like we are you know scratching for scraps mm-hmm. I, I really think we're on the threshold of that and it may be triggered because people have had an opportunity to think about this a little bit more. They have that chance at home. They're not spending that hour and a half commuting back and forth to work, trying to, you know, balance that with soccer practice and everything else. A lot of the chaos activity settled for a while. But the other part of it, I think is us getting that chance to really start to recognize, you know what? I don't need to undersell myself. I don't need to undervalue myself. So I hope 2022 turns out to be that way. I hope people have an opportunity to take a hold of that. Are we seeing that trend within the productivity space? I don't know. Maybe, sort of.
0: Well, and I I think that that before we go and answer the productivity space, let me bring you to one step backward because it it refers to our show and is what's going to happen with devices. Because if you are going to go more remote means organizations are going to start shipping more laptops or you are now going to let people bring their own devices.
1: Yeah, I think BYOD is going to be even that really? much bigger of a factor. I mean, it's it's been big to this point, but IT has had to manage. Now, with remotely managing all these systems, it's way harder. It' way more complicated. So, and this is one of those things where we're kind of in a good place for that. Think about the number of web-based solutions we have now and cloud-based mm-hmm. solutions. All somebody has to do is show up with a browser and now they can do their job fully. So if we give them, you know, they get, they get like a $250, $500 stipend. They go buy a Chromebook, they buy a, you know, a low end laptop and all of a sudden it works just fine. But that also requires it to evolve their thinking to finally say, Hey, you know what? We are not responsible for all things. We just need to make sure you can connect. That's it. I don't know that they're ready for are that we evolution. Well, we are. I mean, Calvary we are in small there doses.
0: There. We are there. We have been there for a while. What I don't know is one: if IT is there, if IT is ready to feel to let go of that admin password, okay, towards mm-hmm. a web browser thing, where I don't need to talk to you ever again anymore as an IT. And the second part is. I'm ready to let you go, and really doesn't matter if I give you 500 bucks or 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 even don't give you anything, okay? And you bring your own computer now. If I am willing to let you get into that world, if I'm willing as an IT to let that power go, because my experience to this day, when when I was part of the corporate America, when and even when I get clients, sometimes I get uh, their own hardware. And it is really interesting to see the level of lockdown on some of these things that is instead of being productive, is ex- it's a measure for anti productivity.
1: Yeah, there's well, and it's the argument that I always make with it, it has one job. And that's to make sure things work. Not that they work well, not that they're efficient. None of that. It's that the lights are on, that Mm -hmm. the functionality is available and accessible. If you have that from an IT standpoint, you're doing your job. From a business standpoint, that's, that's the price of admission. You expect that to be, you just need that stuff to work. If it doesn't work, you yell at IT, but getting things done with it, that's on your back Mm -hmm. because you're not going to go, IT is not going to turn around and build every solution for you in many cases. Now, that's normally bigger corporate. But think about the smaller guys. And this is, again, where it fits in with this whole economy that we've got now of, of remote work and, you know, work anywhere model. We're dealing with a lot of smaller entities, independent entities. You know, the gig economy started this ball rolling. And we've seen it grow more and more. Well, now those services, we're our own IT departments. Mm -hmm. We're our business department, we're our marketing department, we're our accounting department. So those services really fit all the pieces together very tightly in ways that they have to be reliable on their own. We don't have somebody to go yell at and say, Hey, go fix this. We can't open a support ticket. We got to do it ourselves. So, again, we go back to where does 2022 take us? I think it takes us more into that realm of recognizing. And I I had a conversation with a friend of mine the other night. Uh, We were talking about how everything should be viewed as a trade, regardless of the job. Right. Because it's a set of skills that you take with you. If you are a plumber, if you're a carpenter, if you're a software developer, if you're a, you know, any number of things, they should all be trades. Doctors, trade, that's a trade skill set. The only things that don't wind up getting counted as trades are the things that actually don't deliver any value. Like, oh, I don't know, middle managers, but that's a whole different conversation.
0: That's not correct.
1: That thought process then, we then have to look at our own productivity. We have to look at what are the measures of that. Yeah. Let's talk about this whole idea because we're talking about working anywhere. Do we measure by the hour anymore? Should we? Correct. I mean, we've always had this model for various reasons out of the Industrial Revolution and things like that, but is that a model that it should even be followed anymore? Now, there are some jobs that have to work by the hour. Yeah, I get that. Totally get it. And actually, in many cases, people can get paid better by the hour than they can salaried, depending on the job, because of how those roles are taken advantage of. But it still comes back to the fact that from a productivity standpoint, if you're able to look at and evaluate your own production of quality work, you can assign the value to it. And by assigning the value, you know how you should be remunerated for that it's mm-hmm. it's gonna be interesting from a hardware standpoint and from a software standpoint, I think this is gonna be another big year of collaboration tools. I think we're gonna see a lot of the ones that were started in initial execution in 2019 and early 2020 come to fruition. I think we're gonna see a lot of the tools kind of push to the next level. We'll see you know, the advanced Zoom functionality. We're gonna see Teams push even further. We're gonna see a lot of those tools take their next logical steps. Uh, we're gonna see things like Nosby, We're gonna see things like Todoist, really starting to push to those next logical steps as to where the functionality should go but I don't know that that necessarily changes the persistent problem that we've always seen, which is actually putting those tools to proper use and determining what proper use is. Correct. So let, this is, this is started off as a little heavy. So let's look <laughs> at it. Yeah. Let's, 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 let's this do, is let's let's, let's, the holiday let's, spirit now. Let's, let's, let's take a deep breath and back up. So out of 2021 we saw all kinds of crazy gadgets we saw all types of hardware all types of software Um, thinking about 2022 and the things that could potentially come out in 2022 what's something that you hope will hit the space and are looking forward to
0: you know i am particularly really excited about 2022 because I've been working for a while in organizations and people in what I call organizational productivity. And and I've been talking about how personal productivity to a certain extent is a silo. Okay. And you work really from the outside in, but what we are seeing now, it's exactly the opposite. It's going to go from in going out and that's the only way to expand. So that's going to make certain tools really grow and shine certain tools are not but more importantly it's going to I think we finally have a shot to a good solid span of that remote non-on-location working you know where we are going to finally understand that there is a lot of the work that can be done as synchronous and we mm-hmm. don't need to be there. We don't need to be meeting. We don't need to be at the same time for the ball to roll. Not only that, if we do it that way, it will roll even faster.
1: Yeah, Now I, I agree com- completely with you. Looking at any tech that makes the ability to do quality work where you want to, when you want to is going to be a good thing i i'll say that unequivocally um yeah
0: not only that i think you know there are infrastructure in the world not not mm-hmm. the us in the world is not ready for this Yeah. Okay? we don't have a still for most people they don't have infrastructure that work well for Mm -hmm. being at home for work at home i mean even you or me who has been doing this for years our infrastructure can be improved okay my home office can be Mm -hmm. improved yeah but i think what we're going to see as people start pulling in is that they're going to be pulled in and they're going to be kicked out because right now we're thinking we are going to see when people come in a lot of the inefficiencies that we are used not to have. Um, Yeah,
1: I, I agree with you completely on that because as we, as we look at this stuff, I mean, I'll, I'll make the prediction. Now I think we're going to see a drop in the Chromebook market. Have they lost functionality? No, they've gotten even better. The machines are even more powerful. They're better designed. They're more yeah. of them. Why are we going to see that drop? Because we're not going to see the demand of remote education, which drove a lot of it. Are we going to see an uptick in desktops? No, I don't think so. I think we're going to see a continuing role of everything that has happened over the past two years when it comes to physical devices. Uh, that said, I think we're going to see that push for devices like the Galaxy Fold and that sort. That, that's really the only innovation place that I see right now that has the potential to have legs, to be able to contribute and not be a fad thing. I mean, micro, or Facebook's talking about, or now Meta are all talking about, you know, the virtual office space oh. a... and, and I, and I find, yeah, I know it, every time it makes my teeth ache when they, when they say that, I find it amusing that they think that's going to fly. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just not, it's a novelty. It's the kind of thing that it doesn't, it doesn't have the compelling nature to push things forward. Will there be use cases? Absolutely but is it going to change the way things function? No. No, I don't see it. But from a from a hardware and a software standpoint, what I would love to see, here here are my wish list items I would love to see show up in 2020. I would love to finally see an application that does task management, calendar and note taking well. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> Just give me something that does all three of those well okay all right the color of the mercedes that you want is what (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's that's just every one of them currently everybody gets close they sort of get there almost but nobody's figured it out so that's that's one thing and please If you know of one that does that, if you're listening and you know of one that does that, please at me, at me, tell me. I want to see it. Convince me that somebody's doing this right because I haven't seen it yet. They got close, but not yet. From a hardware standpoint, I would love to finally see somebody bring out a proper laptop docking station for phones where you can take this pocket computer that is more powerful than anything else you have sitting around and be able to plug it in and have a laptop docking station. Again, it's gotten close. There are ones out there.
0: I hope Apple invented this year.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, they've got to innovate and discover this because it apparently doesn't exist. But that's, that's what boggles my mind is again, we have gotten so close on so many of these things I just hope that this is the kind. This is the year that we see something like that break across the threshold. Um, things like IoT and IoT devices. I don't know what can be crazy innovative in that space right now. It's still adopting tech to do things that, you know, like you'll always hear. You know, they're they're solutions in search of problems. Correct. I like IOT. I love IOT. I use IOT all over well, my house. Everywhere
0: and everywhere all day.
1: But could I live without it? Sure. Which means that none of it has gotten to the point where it is critical. It is mm-hmm. just convenient. And I think I would love to see something. I don't know what that is. Um, I would love to see an improved personal assistant now i'll go back to the day we used to have pdas we had the Klees, uh sony Klees, we had the palm pilots we had the hand, handsprings all of which evolved into our smartphones correct and anybody who says that they didn't let's talk because i disagree i think they were the pred the progenitor of all of this these black slabs and Handspring. We have, did without incredible. question Yes.
0: work to that. They were the first ones to have really a PDA with a phone.
1: Yep. Matter of fact, there's a great documentary on that whole process. Um, I miss my handspring even to this day. Love that little device.
0: I miss my tree on my palm. I, yep. There was something I understand my iPhone is way more powerful, but I mm-hmm. still have a lot of love for my palm pilots.
1: Absolutely. We've gotten on these little black slabs of glass, we have assistants, we have Google assistant, we have echo, we have whatever, none of them has lived up to the billing of, Hey phone, take care of this for me. Hey phone, what's going on? It's close. They're trying really hard, but they're not there. It is not a personal digital assistant yet. And I just hope that somebody finally crosses that line and says, okay. Just talk to it and it'll do what what you ask it to do. That to me would be a game changer. That would change this equation quite a bit mm-hmm. because it's not forcing you to think about things like syntax. It's not forcing you to think about what's the tool, what's the process. It just handles it like you would want an assistant to do. Right. Do I expect to see that in 2020? Mm, unfortunately, I don't think so. But I'd love to.
0: But I'd love to, yeah.
1: What else What else from a platform standpoint?
0: You know, you th- I really would love to see more standardization on the cross-platform. It's extremely oh. annoying for me that you get an app that then it works great on the iPad, but it doesn't work oh. on the Mac or it's terrible on the PC. And we have covered, you know, this is not about burning any application but really mm-hmm. the reality is developers need to understand that most users mm-hmm. are iphone first
1: and i i would disagree with that though because most users are not iphone
0: no no not iphone phone oh phone okay phone, phone. Okay. Okay. okay not iphone that's no, different no. so I mean, mobile I mean, device okay the, okay the mobile, okay. The mobile that device. i agree with okay that's the first device that most people interact with fill mm-hmm. in the blank but then not all of them even that the devices have the power to to manage don't manage then you get you get them at super application for the phone and then try to improve it as you move devices really mm-hmm. we are in a point where it doesn't matter the device you grab you should be able to have the same things.
1: There are there are some applications who yeah. are doing who are doing well with that. But I think those applications, if you look at them, and I'm just making a, a generalization here, if you look at those applications that are doing well on both platforms or on multiple platforms, they originated on mobile. Yes. And then they grew up and out rather than being on other platforms and being condensed down. And I'll I'll use my favorite application, favorite whipping application, OneNote as a perfect example of this. It started on the desktop. Moving it to mobile just is not the same. It's not even close. Does well on iPad, but it's still not the same as desktop. But it's, not it's not the actually same. No, it's actually a totally different experience. And it's used in many cases for different purposes because it is so different on that particular platform. When you look at other tools that are purely browser-based, uh, something like a Notion, for example, it looks and it acts pretty much the same. But you have those logical differences because of form factor and operating system and, and what you want to do with it. I mean, on my desktop, I really don't care if I can capture a picture with the camera on my desktop mm-hmm. and save it to the machine.
0: Probably not, Why?
1: Because the only p- thing it's ever looking at is me. <laughs> I don't need that many pictures of me, contrary to popular belief. So <laughs> so when you look at something that's mobile, it's designed to be in multiple locations and interacting with those locations accordingly. So the applications have to be co- cognizant of that fact. So I, I kind of get why things are different. And I understand that, but I completely agree with your your standpoint. So often it becomes an after the fact, and I think with the mobile devices, not that more people are going to buy them, but that they are becoming more and more the staple and the center of what we do. We have more people taking calls that have nothing to do with the phone part Mm -hmm. of the phone than we've ever had before. We have people spending more time on these devices than ever before. And it has nothing to do with communication. It's content consumption. It's content creation. Mm -hmm. It's editing. It's reading. It's video. All of these things are centralized to this. one. It's gaming now. It's gaming. So these devices are the center of our world. And you can see that if you take it away from somebody. You can just watch them go through withdrawal in front of you. Yeah, well, I know people enough, who I will find their
0: access, privilege to access to his iPad for four days. And oh, yeah. It's been incredibly.
1: I know people who can find their phone faster than they can find their kid. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's it's that type of a thing. And when you look at manufacturers, I'll use Samsung as the example. There's been a lot of debate over the end of this year that we have, we are seeing the end of the Galaxy Note line, which is a device that is purely designed for productivity. I mean, that's its focus. It's always been, the Note lovers are a hardcore breed of saying, look, we want that stylus, we want that S Pen because we use it to do things. And there's been a lot of pushback around, oh, wait, you're gonna kill off the Note line, you're gonna lose that capability. Well, now all the conversations are going to be, are literally that, No, they're not killing it off. What we're going to see is the Samsung S22 Ultra Note. We're going to see the merger of the two lines. We're going to see a simplification of the product lines, but a retention of the capabilities, which again, to me says the same thing. This is a device. These are devices that we do things on that they are with us so much. That they are an integral part, not only of our daily lives, but of the things that we do. And I think the more of these we see, I mean, if Apple really starts to step harder into the game and with things like the iPad mini, with things like the pro and the regular iPad, which I still don't understand why they have three, but that's me. Um, (laughs) I'm still confused by that. But that type of a thing where, and you're the case study for this Augusto, where your entire world can operate from an iPad. Mm -hmm. Well, that makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. Why? Because everything's set up that way, that you're not tied to a desk in a location anymore. And I think 2022, as we see people, again, I'm going to hedge my bets, that Maybe things start to turn back to a little bit of a normalcy when it comes to being out and about and interacting and, and going places and doing things. Um, we're going to see people taking those things that they sat on the couch with, where they wandered around the house with all the time, and now it's going to go out with them. So we're going to see things like demanding more Wi-Fi infrastructure in places. We're going to see more demands for charging locations. We're going to see more demands for compatibility qr codes oh my goodness 2022 2021 should i say was the year of the qr code for the rest of the planet or for the u.s at least rest of the planet's been using them. we could never use qr codes before i don't understand why but we couldn't they just never went anywhere now everybody can recognize a qr code on site why because it's the only way to get the menu when you go to a restaurant anymore correct but now Not only just, that everybody
0: on, learned that their camera has yes. a reader, you could explain that thing before you will never accomplish that.
1: But how many versions, and I want to go back and see how many versions before this of the camera applications on both platforms were able to read QR codes without a special app. At what point did both of the mo- main operating system manufacturers decide that, Hey, Reading QR QR codes with the native camera app is a good thing. Well, now there's amazing things you can do with the QR codes. I'm sitting in a soccer stadium and they put a QR code up on the big projection screen so you can do something. Yeah, and you just scan it. You could never do anything like that with any other media. So this is where I think we start to see some of the learnings from 2020 and 2021 start to carry out and start to carry forward. We start to see the improvements in some of the tech. But I don't know of anything majorly.
0: No, no. Actually, you just hit to what I think is going to be exciting. And and it's accessories are back. Ah, okay. Because now that people is going to be in the office at home And in this movement, you know, when you were a road warrior and and you were a road warrior at some point in your life, I was accessories were the name of the game. Okay. And you look consistently for that accessory that was going to give you that edge that's coming back, but that's now coming back to the masses because it's not the road warriors who are going to be, this it's everybody's going to be this so i think that's going to be super 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 exciting
1: i i don't disagree with you there i mean we talked about this i think at the early stages of the pandemic we were talking about the fact that the road warrior mentality Mm -hmm. carried over to inside your house the people who were working successfully within their houses unexpectedly were the road warriors who were used to working from anywhere. anywhere. They had their bag, they could grab their bag, their charger was there, the cables were there, the mouse was there, little portable keyboard, everything, they could set up it anywhere. And they could work anywhere and then move on. That mindset, I I agree with you. I think that's gonna, we're gonna see more of that. I would, thinking about it now, I have a bag that is still prepped and ready to go at any time. But, <laughs> But that bag has wound up sitting next to me on the floor, next to the couch, as often as it has been someplace else. Now, when I go out this evening, that bag's going with me because I need to take my computer with me. I don't take that bag with me all the time unless my machine has to go with me. But I could also make the argument that I might not have to take my machine with me. If I were to take a keyboard or or just take a keyboard and oh, a mouse, agree with you. my phone would do the trick. I could do, I could do that just fine. I could take a tablet with a portable keyboard. So. A lot of the tech that we've counted on so hard for so long has changed. It's not the standard anymore. It's what's Mm -hmm. the end result are you trying to get to? And that goes back to the beginning of our conversation. It's all about outcomes. It is all about quality work. It's not about how you do it. It's that it got done. Correct. 2022, it's going to be an interesting year, if nothing else.
0: I think it's going to be interesting from the cross-platform perspective i really believe that 2021 we saw integrations that i particularly never dream of i never dream into having windows integrate with android in the way it is integrated Mm -hmm. i honestly never thought that i was going to see i never thought that we were going to see hardware manufacturers trying to understand how to help people to work better with their own devices and not thinking, oh, well, I sell laptops, so I don't care about everything else, but no, 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 how we can conquer this, the heart of these people with their mobile, with their tablets, with Mm -hmm. their laptops. And we saw that in 2021. And I think 2022 is going to bring a lot more of that with, again, hopefully we are back to moving. We are back to the mm-hmm. offices. People who wants to go to the office or need to go to the offices. And, but that is going to bring the need of that road warrior mentality right. back and how do you optimize? And, you know, in a way we're coming back to that 2005, six, maybe seven, where we, listen a lot of life hack and life hacker and how Mm. you can improve those things and i think we're going to see that in 2022 because as a difference then and now this is going to the masses you know the number of Mm -hmm. people who is going to be working somewhere not in a cubicle is huge
1: and that's i think you're really hitting on the key with it which is up until this point mobile technology has allowed us to work where we have to so if we're at a soccer match if we're running around going somewhere we can work there we can i think the difference is now and if and if it goes back to the my whole year of no um, it's going to enable us to work where we choose to and that is a totally different Different ball game game. Mm -hmm. That's a totally different conversation for it to be okay to take a call from a coffee shop, for it to be okay to be out on a walk and check your to-do list. That's the accepted norm, the new de rigueur of how things should be. That makes perfect sense to me. And that's where if that does become the fact, then I see the platforms driving in that direction as well. I hope that's the case that's the where where I want to see and I will advocate for all through 2022 in the near future
0: oh and I hope that to discuss it in this show a lot that happened but from now we're coming to the end yep so follow us where you like to listen podcast like us subscribe to us and leave us a review you can also interact with us in personalproductivity.club we have a channel there And we are Goose to Pinot on Argyll Weeks, and see you next time from your favorite device.